0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers. The absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback.
1: Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Welcome back, Redneck Tech Podcast. This is going to be number 114. We are with Mike Hearn. Mike was here for our class. When was that class? August? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryder, tell us how this podcast came about. I mean, tons of planning and and thought went into this.
0: So this morning I woke up. It was a little chilly, and I went for uh, a bike ride. And uh, as soon as I got back from the bike ride, I hopped in a nice warm shower And uh, I like to take my phone in the shower so I can play some music. And as soon as I got in the shower, Mike calls me up and says, hey, what are you all doing today? And uh, I said, well, we're going to be in the office. We're just chilling. We're editing, you know, doing what we do. And he says, I'm coming by. Let's have lunch. So uh, Mike just showed up, and uh, we had lunch about – I don't know 30 minutes ago up at Gustavo's had some pizza Gustavo's Um, and now we're here but I think also what that goes to show you know one of the things that Caleb told me before coming to work for him was that communication is key and that we always need to answer the phone and uh, I just want you to know Caleb (laughs) that I was in the shower and I answered the phone
1: okay couple questions Why was your Why was your phone in the shower? I told you you,
0: because I like to listen to music in there. Oh, okay. I just set it. I just I just set it up on the ledge and listen to music. Mike has a question. He answered the
2: phone, but he didn't answer the Facetime request
0: immediately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's where we started uh, to go downhill. Well, Mike,
0: (laughs) see, Mike was driving, and I I just didn't want him to do anything unsafe. That's true. Yeah, I was just looking out for you, buddy.
3: This may never get posted.
0: Isn't it live? Uh, is it live? Yeah. <laughs> it's live. Yeah. Say hello to the audience. This Hi, This podcast
2: is rated R for nudity, sexual content, <laughs> and foul language.
1: Well, you bring the you bring the former drill sergeant in. That's just what you're going to get. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, is, you're on your way to do the hunting recruitment project with our buddy, Jamie Shira, who's also been on the podcast. So kind of tell us about what you're going to do and what that's all about. And kind of how you're kind of contributing to that whole project.
2: Yeah, um, so I kind of I saw when Jamie started the hunting re- or hunter recruitment project. Um, Is it
1: hunting recruitment project or hunter recruitment project?
2: I think it's hunter. Hunter recruitment yeah. project. Let's look. Well, anyways, I saw when they started. I liked the idea. So yeah. every year, um, me with my limited time being active duty military and stuff, I try to take a new guy into the field with me. Um, so I saw them starting this and it's, it's for adults. So the honey, the hunter recruitment project, they're taking adults into the field, which I think is super important. Yeah. It's cool to take a kid in the field. Right. Um, but if I have a kid and I'm not a hunter and clay takes my kid hunting, my kid might have the fire, but if I'm not going to take him hunting, the, the kid might not hunt again. Whereas, yeah. you know, if, if you take me hunting as a new hunter and I have children, um, and, you know, that fire that want-to-go hunt gets yeah. lit in me, I now am going to pass that on to my children. Yeah. And then hopefully my children are passing it on to their children. So I think recruiting adult hunters is a is a big and important part of, of hunter recruitment. I can't speak for Jamie, but that's what I see in the program I'm from the outside looking in. So I said, anyway, I can help guys. I'd love to help. I yeah. really
1: well, like the idea. Jamie f- forgot to call us, so – Shame on you, Jamie, because this is actually one of the few weekends we would have been here. I know you love us, and I know you got a lot going on, but um, we would love to have been there, came down and hung out and had a good time with everybody too. But you know, Jamie, we did a podcast with Jamie a while back. This is this after we got back from Idaho, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I'll go find the episode was number it real be- quick. Was
1: it before or after? I think it was after. But anyway, that's kind of what Jamie said in the podcast. Is like he's been looking for his way to. He's like, I don't, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a professional hunter. I'm not all these things. He's like, I'm trying to figure out what my place is to be able to give back to the industry. And I think he's found something that fits Jamie really well, which is putting on events, cooking, taking people hunting, being a, being a, almost a liaison in that whole space because He's really good with people. I mean, you won't find anybody that doesn't like Jamie. You know, um, I think it's a really cool project that um, with the right people like yourself, like Jamie, like Baker, and some of the other guys that are involved, and some of the companies that are already getting involved that are trying to help and give products, and it's a great thing to be a part of. Mm. So you're going down there to take pictures and to probably – essentially coach um one of the new hunters mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to take a bunch of photos and then um mentor some new hunters and then i'm gonna do a, a class on on how to find hunting access because so this program kind of with the mentors in the weekend kind of it gets them a good start and then yeah. they've got classes planned throughout the week they're gonna hunt hopefully harvest an animal yeah but after this weekend where are they going to go so yeah. if they want to hunt after this weekend that's where i'm going to and
1: access is by far the hardest part i mean it's like you know talk about around here mm-hmm. it's I mean there's tons of public land it's not very good um but outside of public land there's very few private options for anybody around here first nobody lets you hunt and places you do find hunts astronomical for how much they want for it so you know and you hunt you hunt the, the Army base and everything where you're at, right? mm mm-hmm.
2: So it's all public. I mean, yeah. 90, I would say 95% of my hunting is do-it-yourself public land hunting. So yeah. that's what I've been doing for the last 12, 13 years is trying to just tooth and claw my way into into public land and figure it out. So yeah.
1: You killed a pretty good deer not too long ago, I did too.
2: kill a decent deer. Heck, yeah. That was private land, though. Was oh, one, really? <laughs> <the> land. Yeah. <laughs> And there's bigger deer on that private and I just got excited. Hey, well. That'll that happen. Happened. That'll yeah, happen. So. Well,
1: see, like, it would have been a perfect opportunity for us to go in there because Ryer has hunted a lot behind the camera, but he's yet to shoot something himself.
2: I told Ryer when he was on his way back from, I think you were in Illinois with Greg, mm-hmm. uh, I told you to
0: stop by, but you I didn't. I, I had to so get back. Easy. I had to get back. Our boss isn't very lenient
3: Not on. That. Uh, oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> oh,
1: no, yeah. we
0: did. I did have deadlines. I had to get back and get on some edits.
1: Yeah, we we always talk about a time when we don't have a deadline, and it just had not happened yet.
0: There is. I don't think there's
2: any such thing for No,
1: you guys. and the more we talk about it, the worse it gets. Like, I thought we were going to have, like, which, I mean, you guys are taking time off, which you need time off. I mean, we all do. But it's one of those things to where as soon as we get back, we've got a thousand things. Like, it's about to start up editing season for us, which is the hardest time. Ryder got to experience it for the first time this year. It's a really, really long grind behind the computer and you just are praying for Turkey season because you're so ready to get out of the office, you know, because you're staring at a computer for eight, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, depending on your deadlines. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we're staring down the barrel of a bunch of big edits and the potential of more projects that are going to be even more edits. So it's, uh, it's one of those things to where it's, and that's something we kind of talked, which y'all talked about that a little bit on the podcast that I was, Writing in is like getting out of the editing rut or getting, you know, how to find creativity. Yeah. I guess kind of, uh, I guess we can talk about that a little bit with Mike since we have no planning for this. What are some <laughs> things that you do to like in, t- in terms of like taking pictures and images? Like, what do you look at for inspiration? Like, where do you kind of find your inspiration, creativity? Like, what's your outlet for that?
2: So, mine's kind of all over the place. I would say. For photos, I don't, and I've talked to Ryer about it, still life photos kill me. I mm-hmm. hate them. I don't, one, you, you can get away with doing it with like a, a small table or something, but I don't have all the, the fancy uh, studio equipment and stuff to do still lifes. And I can take a, I've taken a few decent ones, but I just hate them. They don't motivate me. So uh, the, the big thing I like is just any photography or any photos I take, I like to show action or tell a story yeah. with the one photo. Yeah. Right. So, um, the, anything that's active really is what kind of inspires me. Like I've, I've never been pheasant hunting and about this time last year as the, the normal hunting seasons die down. I went out with a buddy who's a guide on a, on a pheasant preserve and just going out there and shooting the dogs. And it's, it's something I've never, I've never done before or shot before, mm-hmm. but I had a blast doing it just cause you can get so many different angles. You've got the dogs, you've got the hunters, you've got the dogs and the hunters, so
1: yeah, we've got a lady down the road. Um, her name's Anna. I, I doubt she'll listen to this, but she's big into the quail and the pheasant and just the upland birds. Mm-hmm. Period. She did a, one of those um, blood origins. They did mm. one of those about her, um, and she's from right here up the road, friend of mine. And uh, when you
3: say up the road,
1: Claire, uh, is it like southern up the road Claire, or is Claremont? It? She's like thirty minutes from here. Okay, she's not that far. But, see, um, when
0: you say up the road, what I think is, like, a couple blocks. Like, up the. if I say up the road, I'm talking the college right there. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> up the road to me. <laughs> not, not 30 minutes away. Oh, that's, wow. that's like, next town over or something.
1: I got you. Well, no, 30 minutes or so. But she's big into that. And see, I've done a few of those, filmed them. I want a, I want a chance. I want a trip to where we just get to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Me that's too. That's all we do. Is we got hired to be photographers. Like we don't even touch a video camera. And I don't I want to do that for a
0: hunt. Like we got to do that in the dunes with Brock. Um well I did. And you were I was there. Yeah. Um and that was really fun. Shows you really much n- he
1: paid attention. I was there, he didn't remember I was there. <laughs> Appreciate that. You're
0: welcome. Um but that was really fun. Uh, for sure, and that kind of made me think about, hey, wonder if I could do that for a hunt and because like I never get to you almost never get to do all of the action photos you like all
1: take, you get to take quite a few with greg though,
0: yeah, 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 uh but it's just not the same as getting them like yeah. while they're happening, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, um and just being able to get like a hunter and an animal in the same picture oh, and get yeah. like I don't, I mean, like Jay, Pire, I, don't get, like, I don't get hunting, I don't get animal pictures almost ever. Because yeah. if there's an animal there, I got a video yeah, camera. When I was hand.
3: with Dudley in Utah, he had his, his one buddy there that was in the uh, armed forces taking photos for him. Uh, Jackalope Pat is what I think his name is on yeah. Instagram. And <laughs> some of the photos he was getting, I was filming and then he was doing photos, so I didn't have to do them, which was nice. But some of the photos that he got or some things like, I don't even remember what that happened. Yeah. Like pictures of an elk in the back. He was at a wallow and Dudley and I behind him, like trying to sneak into the elk and stuff. It was, yeah, it was really cool.
1: See, that's what, uh, Jay Byer, um, uh-huh. with Sitka. That's all he's ever done is he's just a photo guy. Steven Drake, Steven Drake. And yeah. then, uh, my buddy Daniel Peoples, they've got to do that a bunch, you know, just be the photographer on a hunt. And I'm like, that would be, awesome. I want that gig one time. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't like the video part. It's just the video part. Oh, it's so much more. Being a photographer, like, no offense to photographers, (laughs) is so much easier.
0: Well, there's a, I think there's a level of just like when I do photography, I know that, like you said, you're focusing on that one picture at that time. And when you're doing video, like, I have 15 different train tracks running through my head keeping track of mm-hmm. like okay I need to be thinking about this shot right here but how does this shot tie into this shot and how do those shots fit into this sequence and how does this sequence fit into the story yeah and how does this story fit into the larger hunt does this go with what we're doing do I need to get other shots do I have the shots I need
1: take the picture like, it's done that's yeah it.
0: there's there's like a million things running through my head so I I like doing photography because it's almost like you just get to focus Solely into that one moment and you don't have to think about all the other things. Yeah. And like, to me, that's, it's almost like you've said, it's almost a little therapeutic. Well, yeah, um, it's,
1: you can just focus on, it's kind of like what, like, which we talked about. I think we talked about in last podcast when, um, like drew, we brought drew in on for blue stem and he just was there to do pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like doing that just with the stills camera, you know, yeah. you're just looking for ways to tell a story. Like Mike said, in one image and, uh, and it's not easy to tell a story in one image. I'm not saying taking pictures and being a photographer is easy, but when you compare that to like one shot with a picture camera, that's, you know, 10 shots, you know, you know, a well-produced video clip, you know, that tells that same story. Whereas, you know, it, that's literally getting your settings right, you know, getting the framing right, pushing the button, you're done versus ten ten 10 of those, put into an editing software, edited, colored and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you're not comparing apples to apples. Right. But like, I don't know, maybe, and I don't care who answers this. Just like, what's the pro in, in your mind, what's the process difference between taking a picture and shooting a, you know, say you're taking, say you're running around, you're chasing Dudley and you're taking pictures for him and you're just being a photographer. What would be your difference in mindset between you're the video guy and you're the photo guy? What's the difference?
3: Photo guide be more product oriented than I would environmental and Dudley hunting oriented. Yeah, because he has so many people that he works with that need images and things like that, and he needs images. Okay,
1: well, let's say maybe Dudley's not a good example. Let's just say we're like us three are on a hunt. No, we're we're just following. We're following some random person hunting when no, like we're we're just taking pictures for fun. What would be your focus?
2: Well, even so, even for me, still like this elk season. I mean, I was. Originally, we were gonna try to. I was gonna try to get a bunch of film for a Black Rifle, and then permits fell through. And then my camera, Mike Port, oh, you, you
1: asked for permits. That's and, half your problem.
2: Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they need per, They said they wanted permits. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, but uh, so it turned into a photo essay because yeah. my my three my Mike Jack crapped a bed on us. Which doesn't make any I remember. sense. remember you
1: can go take pictures there, but you can't take video there. Is that how <laughs> bull crap? It's, it's, it's so
2: is. stupid. But um, for me, like, out there, it wasn't really, like, every time I was shooting a photo, I wasn't shooting the photo with, um, oh, they're going to like this in mind. I was taking the photos I kind of wanted to take. Yeah. But for me, still, in hunting, right, you're still trying to, even if you're not sponsored, like, I I have zero sponsors. Mm -hmm. Nobody – I get paid for some photography, but it's not hunting-related. Mike um, is
0: hashtag unsponsored. Hashtag unsponsored. But, Real raw.
2: But I still like Kafaru. I like their packs. So I want to highlight that product so, yeah. and, and tell the story of how that product helps us or how we use that product to be successful yeah. out there in the woods. Or, or um, one big thing I like, um uh, this is completely off the topic of hunting, but is just showing the sock right i took a bunch of pictures when it started snowing and raining and i knew my camera was going into the shop anyways so when the rain turned to snow i pulled my camera out and i was like yeah it might get jacked up but it's going to get fixed anyways as soon as this trips over so i don't care um so i just started shooting trying to capture my two buddies faces just miserable we yeah. were already soaked by the rain the rain turned into snow, like it just was going downhill fast. Me and, and the beach. Yeah, that'd be me yeah, and the beach. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and one of my favorite pictures I got of two pictures of you on the first hunt that we ever went on together. One in uh, Idaho? I yeah, no, With, you're with about Mark. Them? With oh, the, Mark, and then we're. we're when Chris, man, yeah, yeah well, Chris was there for a day or two. And I got – the reason I just thought of these is because I was going through all, like, pictures I had looking for uh, embarrassing pictures of you yesterday for the Redneck Tech story. Appreciate that. Um,
1: I put good ones in there. I know you did. I got you.
0: Um, but there's one that you could just, like, you just have this look on your face because you had just climbed up this hill. You're pissed that the, we weren't hearing bugles and or they were across the hill and that we we're just not in elk. And I just got this picture – And, like, technically, the picture is blurry. uh, The exposure is off. Like, if you were to look at it from a technical standpoint, it's not, like, a perfect image. But your face being just matter and hell and just in the suck made that picture, like, one that just sticks in my mind. And then I got another one where you're sitting on a rock and... If you look at the picture, you wouldn't know, but I knew that you were sitting there because you were freaking tired. Yeah, I was really like really you were tired. tired, and so
3: it's almost to like, me.
0: I like that picture because I could tell almost in your posture like how tired you were. Yeah, but sorry, I didn't mean to. No, and that, so that's that's thing
2: That's one thing I do like, especially on backcountry hunts. Where I think about it all the time because I've, I've done a bunch of stuff in the military, a bunch of relatively hard stuff in the military, and. If I could if there was one thing I could go back and do is probably pick up a camera earlier in life like I spent well over 30 months in Afghanistan and to be able to have a camera over there like I feel like even I'm not the best photographer I'm amateur at best right but I feel like I probably could have captured just because of where I was and what was going on I w- would have been in the position to take some friggin like nat geo level yeah. just badass photos that I can't, I'll never be able to go back and do that again now. Um,
1: Is that something you could have done while you were over there in Afghanistan? It's, it's
2: actually, well, I could have done it, but there's a, there's a job in the Army. So you can literally be a combat camera guy. Oh, huh. um, I and like that. That's yeah, honestly, that's. You won't that's... even
1: jump out of an airplane, but you'll go into camp combat. Yeah,
0: he He's not. Yeah, he's
3: changing his tune.
1: No, no, I like that. that. I, I like was, the we idea. Were gonna, of we that. were going to go skydiving for our Christmas party, but Clay's no a wimp. Really?
3: Uh, no, really? No, 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 no. You could just have
2: some dude strap you to his no, chest and go. No, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no.
1: no,
2: no, no. Ryder's really mad
1: about it. No, Look,
0: guys, no, no. you're going to get. You're going to f- figure out real quick that there's a reason they keep me around, <laughs> and it's because I'm willing to do the dumb things.
1: <laughs> like they could,
0: they could say, "Hey, Ryer, take this camera." And we want you to do something very dangerous and precarious about it. And be like, hell yeah, let's get her well, done. I've
1: always, I've always wanted to go skydiving. Like it's bucket yeah. list for me. I've Never been. I want to go real, real. Clay skydiving. can
3: watch from the freaking ground. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I will go
3: and I will cheer y'all on to the best of my abilities. But there is, I'll go up in the plane with you, but I'm not jumping out. Why not? <laughs> Planes have wheels for a reason. Why would you jump out?
1: You could do it. You can do it. I got Chuck, faith. Chuck, Chuck Belmore jumped off an airplane. You can jump up an <laughs> Good airplane. job, Chuck. Did, Where's the video? Thank you. Uh he I don't remember when he did it. Was this before GoPros it, or something? one of the better stories. Like I'll tell the abbreviated version, but essentially he said they're going through the like this is back when you you could st- still go out solo like your first time going. I, I'm assuming you still can now, but it's a lot harder to do. But he said that they're Probably a ta- few places, they're going through the they're going through the like orientation or whatever and he's like He's like, one somebody in this class will not pull their string or whatever or won't pull their chute. He's like, it'll be like sensory overload, and you will completely forget. And I'm he's like, this is the hand signal to do it, blah, blah, blah. And Chuck's like, what idiot is not going to remember to pull their chute? Turns said, out. Turns out it was him. He said, he's flying. He's like, man, I'm scared to death. I get to flying. He's like, man, this is awesome. He's like, and the instructor's out there flying in front of me. He's like, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, the guy's like doing the signal. He's like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. And he's yeah. like, pull the chute. And he said, he said, I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, completely forgot. He said, he flew over there to me and jerked my thing off. He's like, and I took off. <laughs> and uh, he, said, yeah. he, said, he said, yeah. He said, he said, dude, I'd erode it all the way to the ground. He said, I never thought to, I never thought one time about pulling my chute. I'm like, how do you. Like, and maybe you can explain it because I'm like, I'm thinking the same thing. How do you not? Like, that's I'm gonna have my hand on that sucker ready. Like, <laughs> Caleb's like, jumping out like yeah, this. He's like, like, I'm not, we're not taking you, any chances. You can't do that because you'll probably spin circles the whole way. But it's like, I, I don't see how I could forget the one thing that's gonna keep me alive. Like, I just don't see that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: No. I so I do, I never done any free fall. All, oh really? All of my, all static of my jump in the static line. So we're it's a delivery system. We are getting <laughs> delivered like cargo to combat. Um,
1: it's a delivery. I've but, never
0: I've never heard it put like yeah, that. No, it
2: is. It's not parachuting like every you're still jumping out of an airplane, right? But um uh, training jumps are at like up to twelve hundred feet above ground level, right? Combat jumps you're really doing it about 500 feet above ground. Oh, dang, that's low. You're getting delivered. Yeah, (laughs) you're getting getting (laughs) delivered. Like, it's get in and and load your gun and and go. Um, But... Are but, the landings pretty rough
1: on those? You hit like I've a crack of – I've yeah, heard the landings yeah, are rough.
2: You, like 15-ish miles dude, an hour. Dude, I watched the, the dudes at
1: Benning hit the ground, yeah. dude, and they oh. bounce when they hit, dude. Yeah. yeah, well, that's
2: for airborne schools. That's fun watching those guys.
1: Too. Dude, some of those guys are eating eating it when they hit the ground, dude.
2: I'd do it. And then when they hit the ground, if it's a windy day or it's a windier day, oh. their shoots pick up, right? And they'll you'll see dudes so – Part of your training at Airborne School is you're they're dragging somebody on a sled, and you got to run and jump on them and pop their canopy release assembly, so the the chute doesn't stay inflated. And one of the canopy, well the 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 harness that goes to the canopy will go flying, so only half the canopy will be there, and that'll let the canopy get deflated. So, but you run and jump on the guy, they're dragging him on a sled, and you got to run, jump on him, and then pop him. And some there's a bunch of people pulling him on a sled. It's pretty fun dude i felt so
1: <laughs> bad like we used to film is there not place. a
0: way to do that yourself like if you're being oh, dragged just, you do do That's, But we, just in you, case you
2: practice it but there's guys i've seen it i've seen it happen multiple times they just get times. so tangled up they no, can't they they hit the ground they hit the back of their head and get knocked out oh they're just, they're just out cold and getting drugged and just limp <laughs> oh, through, a, through a giant field <laughs> Dude,
1: i used to we we went watch or the best ranger competition we did that live stream i felt so bad for those guys like, we're on golf carts with, like, snacks and food. Like, fo- following these guys that they're doing, like, an 18-mile ruck march. Just hating life. And we're freaking cameras in their faces. Eating snacks. Hey, slow down on the golf cart just a little bit. They're not being able to keep up. It's like, don't let this guy find us after this competition's over. Because he will kill every one of us. Dude, and, I mean, just... I just felt so, like, I'll I'll never forget it. This is the first time we ever did it. We were on some road on Benning, some godforsaken middle of nowhere (laughs) road. And they're on the first march for the first morning. It's it's like an unknown distance march. And essentially it's to weed out the field. It's like 18 miles long or whatever. they got to carry their rifle. They don't have a ruck on. And they're just wearing, you know, whatever their standard attire is, boots, carrying their rifle. And uh, no pack whatsoever, I don't think. And there's this big guy, and he's like, I don't know what, how, what you remember, or what your term is, but we call it galled or like chafed really, really bad. Yeah, chafed. So bad to where his like he's walking so bow-legged because he's like bleeding. He's chafed so bad, and he's like not he won't he won't quit. And his guy that's with him, you know, it's a two man team, is like kind of standing there walking next to him, just like, man. (laughs) <laughs> We're so far behind, and like just, and they had to like medically pull that guy out because like how bad he was galled and, and like chafed. Are there consequences for quitting? Not,
2: not best ranger. No, no so okay. best ranger, all the units in the army, to include special operations, as long as you're ranger qualified, they they literally they do tryouts, yeah, and then they get two to three two man teams because it's a two man team that competes per unit. And those two-to-three two-man teams will do nothing for that year, usually, but train for best rangers. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know it's that. Like once once you're selected, to, I mean, it's like the best rangers, kind of like the, the Olympics for people with ranger tabs. So.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I knew it was a big deal, but mm-hmm. I thought they were just regular dudes that like, they like you two guys have done the best this year. You're going to go compete. Mm-hmm. Well, so – Units are competitive. Like the 82nd Airborne Division wants to win, right? So
2: they will they will give those guys some extra time to train. Now some units don't like the unit. The last unit I was in, and the unit I'm going back to out in Fort Carson, they they're not too into into manly stuff like that. So um, really, yeah, (laughs) it's a different kind of unit. We won't we won't go down that rabbit hole. I'm just I just know like I'll
1: never forget. It was like the first or second year. Cause I remember like the third day they're going doing like clearing rooms and those guys are so toasted. Like they're kind of like going through clearing rooms. They're like, Claire, Claire, (laughs) like those dudes are like holding on by a thread and it pays to be first because the guys like are leading, they get more rest than everybody else. And like those guys are just like falling out and like trying to keep their feet, you know, taped up and everything. And I'm like, these are some hard, and we did twelve hour shifts. And I'm like, at the end of the twelve hour shift, like, oh, this camera's so heavy, <laughs> <laughs> and those guys have been running for twelve solid hours. Oh well, man. there's the
3: one story you tell. You guys are on the golf cart, and they're supposed to be following. You. Oh god, and if y'all may y'all were supposed to go one way, and if yeah. you, if you went the other, it was going to add like seven miles. Yeah, it
1: was. We got to a T intersection, and we were in the golf cart. And it was the first night, so the first twenty four hours, and correct me if I'm wrong, or it's the first twelve hours or whatever. Essentially, they're trying to get from, like, 50 teams down to 20. Yeah, it's the buddy run. Yeah, the buddy run. So, they get right there at night. It starts, like, right at dusky dark, and they just take off for another long run. They pretty much run the entire first 12, 24 hours, whatever it is, because they're trying to weed that field down from 50 to 20 or whatever. And they're running, dude, and they're freaking getting it. And we're on the golf cart, like, in front of them, following them still. They still hate our guts. And you always – I learned after the first year, you take the night shift because the night shift is way – easier to do than the day shift. Day shift is miserable cuz it's hot and there's no shade and you're just out in the middle of Podunk, freaking South Georgia. So I did the night shift and this is the first thing we had to do on night shift was follow this buddy run. And we're following, we're like probably 2 miles in, there's a guy driving, there's a spotter, and then there's a guy on the back of the golf cart and we have the camera set on a beanbag so you don't have to hold it and it kind of takes the shock out of the golf cart cuz there's no cuz we were running this we were running EX3s with a night vision lens and a Fujinon long lens, so this oh, thing wow. weighed like forty-five pounds. It was huge. So we would set it down on the beanbag and follow these guys. And then when when they get off or when they would like go around a turn, and we'd stop. Like we'd pick the camera put it on our shoulder, and like follow individual people. And then we put it back down and keep going. Well, we've been running two or three miles, and the, these leaders, dude, they haven't broke stride. Like they are freaking going. And there's probably five or six like two man teams that are way ahead of everybody else. And then we get to this T intersection and there's been, it's really well marked everywhere except this T intersection. Like it's left or right. There's no other options. And it gets there and the driver, I, I'm, think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the background running camera. And he whispers to me, he's like, Hey dude, like it doesn't say where to go. Like it's a T intersection. We're like approaching it. And I'm like, Thank God I was a little quick on my feet, and I'm like, just pull over and let them go by. Yeah, And I was like, I, we pull over, I get off and let them go by, and they get to that T-intersection. And those front guys are like, which beeping, beeping, where do we go? And they're like screaming, and I'm just like holding the camera like, please don't ask me. <laughs> and there's this freaking car comes around the right turn, like flying. It's like a, a military issue F-150 or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the military. I don't remember what it was. He's like, go that way. So they turn and they go, well, in that amount of time, it was probably 45 seconds. But that 45 seconds, those guys didn't know where to go. All those other people had caught them. up, Dude, they were freaking furious. I bet. And the guy in the truck is like, I was like, dude, I was like, I I didn't know where to tell him to go. And I wasn't going to tell him wrong. He's like, he's like if you told him to go this way, it would have added like six miles to their run. I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> And uh, he and it was some like low level guy that forgot to put oh, the yeah. one sign up, yeah. dude. And he got chewed so oh, bad. I'm sure, because the guy that pulled up in the truck was like a high ranking some dude. Because you could you can usually tell by just their age. You know, the high ranking guys are always older than the younger guys. And this poor kid, he was getting freaking railed for not putting the one sign up. And and it was a like dumb mistake. But it, it's it was one of those roads where if you knew if you knew Benning, you knew to go left. And I guess he just assumed to go left, but you can't assume anything. Assume has gotten me in trouble yeah. a lot of times, but yeah, that one, that's one I won't ever forget. And, uh, but so going back to the combat, um, cameraman thing. So that was that something, was that an option when you were in or is that not, not something you knew or when you were over there or is that's not something you knew about?
2: I knew about it, but I wasn't into. You weren't the, into cameras. I wasn't then? into cameras or really? photography or storytelling. So I was like, "Oh, look at that nerd over there!
3: Like, <laughs> Come take a picture of this nerd." Like, you know what I mean?
2: I mean, that, I mean.
3: <laughs> well, that's funny because I took a photography class because I had to as an elective in high school, and I paid a kid to do my photos for me because I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Really? Yeah. I, I, I hopefully like. I mean, I'm not going to get myself in trouble now, but I literally paid a kid to do my photos in photography class because I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Huh. And look at me now. Look <laughs> at me now.
0: Well, I took I took a photography class in high school solely because there was a dark room and also girls in that class. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, seems like the elective to choose. Yeah. No, wait, middle school is middle school. Um, and I remember vividly in my head, I took a picture of a baseball, rule of thirds AF, okay? <laughs> Nailed the rule of thirds. It was a film picture. And I she made me redevelop that freaking picture like seven times in the dark room. And I got a B on it in a photography class, a photography elective. I got a B. And look at you now. And look you at know, me now.
1: Look at you now. You know the only class I got a D in in college? Marketing. Marketing. <laughs> I was A, B in every – well, I might have got one or two Cs, but I was A, B, one or two Cs my entire college career except for marketing. Here we are. Look at you now. Here we are.
0: (laughs) Creating marketing materials. And I
1: remember that class was the dumbest. Like, that woman was a blooming idiot. She sent me to the dean's office for asking somebody next to me what page we were on because she said I was talking in class. I'm like, are we not in college Like, what is going on here? I am still in high school. Yeah. Oh, dude. And I was a freaking, like, junior. And I'm like, this is this is stupid. I'm going home to drink. This is not what I signed <laughs> up for. Well, I think, it, I think what it was, she was one of those professors that, like, you're not supposed to tell them you're a student athlete because they think you get special treatment, so then they're harder on you. And she knew I was a baseball player because I had to leave early from class for a game one day. Yeah, not a good, not a good thing. But she should have wore those tight pants to class. Yeah. probably would have got she was extra oh, credit. Man, she <laughs> looked, she looked like a German shepherd. You didn't yeah. want none of that. She was not attractive. Oh, and you said you would go back and get a marketing degree. Why would you want to go back to school right now? I
3: don't know. <sighs> I only have like ten classes to get it, dude. There's not that's a, a lot of classes. There's not, not enough to a, not to get a bachelor's. It's not.
0: Yeah, it's but you still have to take 10 classes. That's 10 classes. I took,
1: I took eight this fall.
0: <gasps> I took zero, and you that was plenty for me. You
1: <laughs> couldn't pay me to go back to school. There ain't no way. It doesn't, I mean, I, I don't know. Just, there's. I mean, there's no, literally nothing. I see, I didn't take, in high school, college, at all, I didn't take a single photography class, video class. Like, I don't even know if that was an option when I was in school. Did they have one now at North Georgia? But I don't know if they did when I was in school. And in high school, I know they didn't. See the ones I took
3: in college. I mean, I got of the sixteen I had to take, I got like eleven signed off on.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: So I mean, then I mean, I walked into a junior level videography class. Day one was, it's just how you put the SD card in and turn it on. Man, I, I was should like, have done yeah, that I'm not, kind of stuff. I'm <laughs> not, I said, yeah, I'm not playing this game. Dang, man!
2: I'm I'm one math class away from an associate's, and I don't think I'm going to do that math. (laughs) (laughs) I hate math. I feel,
0: I I get the the I think the sole reason that I'm sitting here doing this today is because I'm bad at math. (laughs) If I was good at math, I'd probably be like in the air force somewhere. I took college, but I'm bad at math, and so here I am. Yeah,
2: I I took
3: college algebra four
1: times. See, I was never really bad at anything i mean i didn't like any of them but see i can honestly say high school i never studied not a single time college very little if if really at all i was a great test taker and i was a business major and nothing we did was a lot of it's common sense a lot of it's common sense a lot of it's just showing up and being on time it's not hard you know, it's like, you know, these kids that can't pass college. You know, I'm, And I know there's people that have learning disabilities, but, like, dude, all you got to do is show up half the time. Now, if you want to be an engineer or yeah. a nurse yes. or something like, or you know, biology biology or something like that, yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. But if you just want a degree, like, dude, it's not that hard. Like, I
2: looked at a biology degree. That's what my wife has. A lot of math. Yeah. No, no sir, not doing it. Yeah. See, I
0: don't, I didn't get the memo. I got, I, I've. Always known, I'm bad at math, and then to to uh, get like the ROTC scholarship, they're like, you just got to pick a technical major. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick the easiest engineering. No engineering is easy, guys. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> but I was like, because <laughs> I remember, because <laughs> I re- so my dad, my dad was in the air force, and my dad was a civil engineer in the air force, but he was an enlisted civil engineer, which isn't. He's not doing engineering. Not really he's engineer. not engineering. He's yeah. working on things.
3: He's a construction. He's but, a
2: construction worker. Yeah, but he's so, a laborer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I saw that and I was like, well, he did that, and like I'm my father's son, and so like I could, I, do could, the- I could do civil engineering, and so I signed up for civil engineering, and uh, I got there, and they were looking at all my, my math classes and in, in high school and middle school, and I had gone to a school that was new and they're still trying to figure out their curriculum. So I had taken some things three times and other things, no times. Like, so I never got the full curriculum and they were like, well, you're going to have to go into remedial math. I was so far behind in math. There wasn't even a class I could go to. I had to do it on a computer. Like I had to do an online math course to like catch up. And so uh, I tried to take this online math course and like, that's all good. Like if you're fine at math, you can teach it to yourself. But if you're not good at math, I can't teach myself math. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So I w- went through that year and hated every single second of every well, math class and I was like, if I can't even like figure out this, there's no way I'm getting through yeah. 4 years of actual engineering school.
1: Well, I got a business degree. A bachelor's of a bachelor's of science in business. And I've, I seriously can't tell you a single thing that I use and put into practice today. Couldn't tell you a single thing.
3: And your ta- your finance tax stuff? Oh um, no,
1: th- that was non-existent. Oh. They we didn't have a class that taught that in accounting. Let's just say the little girl in front of me got me through accounting because I that was so like that made zero sense to me. That did not compute in my head. Accounting one little, was one of my favorite subjects. Oh my god, I'd yeah. rather. <laughs>
0: i nerd
1: was <laughs> nerd over here
3: a camera and calculator <laughs> Man, my name's clean i like accounting <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i couldn't have passed that class on my own to save my life i would not have a degree now thank you jesus i have a career and a job that doesn't require a college degree like mm-hmm. i don't think you you don't need i mean you don't need it now for some jobs you probably do This job, not even a little bit.
0: Well, I've had people ask me, like, when are you going to go, like, my family or my grandparents, people like that, and be like, well, what are your plans for going back to college? I was like, what am I going to go back to college for? (laughs) And I'm like, well, shouldn't you get a degree? I said, no, because, one, I'm going to have to pay a stupid amount of money to get a piece of paper that shows that I can do what I do now. Like all I have to do is be like, look at the things that I have made. Yeah. Like you don't need a degree. Yeah. That's what people want to see. Have you seen
1: my blue stem timeline? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just need a portfolio. Yeah. No doubt. But I mean, it's, it's the truth and the photography is the same way. You know, people want to see
0: your work. It doesn't matter if you have a,
1: that's, and if, you know, when I, when, when, if we go to hire somebody else, like I'm not going to ask them what, where'd you get your degree? I don't care. I almost prefer them not to have a formal education in this, in a way, because for this job you had you needed to be a hunter first. You know, it, it it makes it it makes it way easier for that transition. The great thing with you is you got to have all that experience with Mark first. Mm-hmm. If you would have came in just knowing how to run the camera, yeah, that would have been hard.
0: No, I I. I mean, I've had this talk with you. I always feel kind of like a little bit of an imposter yeah. because most guys who want to do what we do, like, grew up hunting, watched all the hunting shows, and they're just dying to -hmm. do this because they grew up doing it their whole life. And, like, I had no, like, I wanted to hunt, Um, but, like, it was kind of one of those things where you're like, well, maybe I'll get the opportunity someday, but I don't really know how to make that happen or anything. So um I just got really lucky with the opportunity and to have Mark be like, Well, you don't know how to hunt, you don't know how to film, you don't know how to edit. Um, but like you seem like you want to learn and I was like, Yeah, I want to learn and being able to kind of learn all of those things at the same time.
1: Yeah. For you sure. know? Yeah, no, that and, and then, you know, that's it's an opportunity that I know a lot of guys would love to have, but which we've ran into it so many times to where i have i've I've worked with people tried to work with people that came from the film editing post-production world that want to get into editing hunting stuff and it just it's missing something and it's that that x factor of knowing the process of hunting and that's something i mean you guys can say you know knowing how to hunt is something that you know i learned from the time i was old enough to Walk, you know, with my dad, like how to walk, how to move, when not to move, but you know. And then I've also had the opportunity to go with some really incredible outdoorsmen and hunters, and and uh, learn from them, and learn. I learn something new every year. And I'm not saying I'm a great hunter at all. I'm a average at best. But it's one of those things to where you get to hang around and be around people that this is what they eat, sleep, and breathe every day. And then you have to carry a camera. You have to be able to move and act and sound and smell like they do in order to be successful because it's even harder when you have two people mm-hmm. um but it's i just this profession is it's so different and so weird i think about that all the time it's like when somebody asks me what i what i do for a living and then when i don't have time to answer and somebody else will answer that, oh he he goes hunting all the time that's what they always say he gets to hunt for a living yes and no you know, it's it's something hard to explain. Then you tell them you have a production company. Then they think you make, you movies. know, real estate commercials or movies. And then you tell them that you produce outdoor television. And if they don't watch outdoor television, they don't know what that is. They think you're going camping. You know, so it's it's such a... But well, they didn't
0: a, even know that exists. Yeah. yeah. My, like, I've my, got that before. Like, oh, they have... Hunting television Walking shows. DVD people, show?
3: people, yeah. find, people find out I live up here now. I'm like, oh, are you working on all those Hallmark movies they're making up there? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, furthest thing from it, bud. Yeah,
1: there. And like, my mother in law didn't know there was channels just for hunting. Yep. First show I ever edited aired on Pursuit, and we had like a little watch party with just family. She came over, and she's like, "There's channels just for hunting." I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of them actually. <laughs> you know. But it was it was just it's so foreign to most people because it means what ten percent of the population hunts, yeah, you know something like that. There's three hundred thirty million people, so that's what thirty three million people hunt. You know that's that's in, in the grand scheme of things not that many people. And and out of that thirty three million, how many are avid? Ten percent of that, yeah. That's you know? probably, yeah.
3: That thirty three million is probably people that have you know, bought a license. There's,
1: yeah, there's three million people out there that are like serious about it, you know, and uh, which. I don't know. They say that the hunting numbers are going down, and there's the hunter recruitment project like you're going to help. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> well, seeing you look, into more you look and and more at all people. the Western jaw so, and they're
3: taking tags away because yeah. they've been giving too many out.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and I they were saying numbers are going down, but I think there's a lot of stuff that are helping people get out there. But before we get off the topic of filming and you feeling like an imposter, I would probably argue that some of these people that are trying to, you know, Do this uh, the hunting content and stuff. You've probably been on more hunts than they have, just because what you do. Like you didn't pull the trigger, but you're still out there not getting busted. You're, I mean, you're still hunting. You're just not the one pulling the trigger. Yeah. So you, um, you're gaining like you got more hunting experience this year than I did, even though I've I've been in the field probably just as much as you, but you've been in the field with different people for different species. Different styles of hunting from tree stands to spot and stock to Yeah to you know what I'm saying? So you're getting yeah. you're getting a ton of hunting well, experience. You, when you
3: finally get to like be the hunter yourself, you're gonna be heads and shoulders above other people that are on their first hunt. Well and that's why I feel
0: know. I mean I feel really blessed for yeah. for two reasons. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. blessed. Because <laughs> through that opportunity and through me being able to do this for a living, I've found like wow. Both of these things were things that I've never, like, if you would have asked me seven years ago, like, or, like, me goes back into the past and was like, hey, Ryer, in seven years you're going to be living in Georgia and you're going to film hunts for a living and you're not going to be able to see yourself doing anything else, I've been like, all right, buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, uh, so what that? I didn't hear in there was so flying where, planes.
1: Where, where, <laughs> where, where, are where are the planes? Where's the weed, old man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: like, through, I don't know, sheer luck or whatever you want to attribute it to, I've been able to find a passion and a career path that I would have never been exposed to or never even thought about um, trying before and found something that I want to do basically for, I mean, as long as I guess I can do it. Yeah. And at the same time, been able to find, like, realize that I can go hunting yeah. and to be. Like, I remember Mark and I talking about this. Like, because of doing this for a living, like, I've been able to get a mentorship that most people won't ever be able to have. And, mm-hmm. a, like you said, like, yeah. a a number and a breadth of experience that most people never get.
1: Well, you think about You know? Just think about it like this. Say, so, say, say the average hunter. I think JP told me their average consumer at Bass Pro Shops hunts three weekends a year. Mm-hmm. So, let's say they sit all day for all those sits. So three weekends they sit in the woods six times a year. That's their average consumer, and I would venture to guess at least half, if not more, people go to Bass Pro for their stuff. You know, so let's say there's a vast majority. Six times a year, I think Nicole said I was gone for 135 days this year, mm-hmm. hunting probably a hundred of those, hundred days how many years of hunting experience do I have in one year over the average guy that sits six times a year mm-hmm. or even the average guy that sits 30 days a year. I've, I've hunted for three over three years this year compared to the avid hunter. Well, same then th- yeah, same thing with you, you know, and you know, they, and they probably sat those three weekends a year. Two of them were for whitetails, and one of them was a d- a dove hunt or ducks mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So, you're still
3: out there actively hunting. You're yeah. just oh, yeah, not the yeah, one yeah. killing. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's like, you know, it's just kind of like what Mike said. Like, we've done this year, I've done several subs, a couple of species, subs, the subspecies of turkeys elk, mule deer, whitetails, ducks, waterfowl, antelope.
3: What else? Bowfishing. Bow I fishing. guess it doesn't really count.
1: Bowfishing. And, like, what you did, I mean, you did offshore fishing. So, I mean, I mean, you did an eight or nine, ten species of yeah. hunting this year.
0: In a bunch of different states most with a bunch of different people. Their, yeah.
1: Most people won't do that in their entire life.
0: Nope. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. so it, it's, it's something to where, and that's what I think that's. It's crazy
0: thing. to think about that well, sometimes because you got to just think of, like, how blessed all of us oh, are well, dude, to be able to, I like. Was,
1: that's literally what I was about to say is, like, I, s- that. I sit back and think sometimes it's, like, no matter how much money. I do or don't make doing this. You can't put a price on the places I've got to go. The people Mm -hmm. that I've gotten me. Hell, you got to have dinner with Joe Rogan this year. You got to freaking go to what's his name's house. Ted Nugent's Nugent's house. You know, it's it's like, you can't put a price on the places and people and things you've gotten to see. Mm -mm. I can't put a price on that. You know, you know, and if I had to pay out of my pocket to go on the hunts that I've got to go on this year, I couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's like stupid amounts of money, and then you stand there on the side of the mountain. And you're like I'm getting paid to be here right now. Doesn't suck,
3: uh-uh. yeah.
1: And then, dude, I've I've wanted to shake some people sometimes. It's like I'll talk to somebody I went to high school with or something, and they're they work for a lineman or a construction company, or they're a teacher or something, and they they're like, man. You don't get to hunt very much for yourself, do you? No, not that much. I mean, I couldn't give up my hunting time. So you, you'd rather teach or be a lineman or something and hunt every weekend than hunt every single friggin' day just not have the bow in your hand
3: that's what my dad says he's like he's like that's got to suck watching everybody go hunt and I'm like, well I'm being paid to be there I don't yeah. have to pay for a taxidermist I don't have to <laughs> yeah. pay for a license I don't have to pay for lodging or food yeah. or anything I'm literally hunting, but it's not costing me
2: anything yeah I, and, I just don't get it and I'll tell you guys I was that guy or there was a point in my hunting career where I was like yeah I don't know I don't know if I could ever do that or be that guy that like if i I want to have the the weapon in my hand i want yeah. to be i want to be pursuing the animal there there's a competitive part of me that yeah is a big fan of that and it's probably why i don't do more with video that yeah. and i can't find anyone to film that i can film so and it's hard to film mm-hmm. myself yeah but um but now looking at it like i look like i'm probably if i'm being realistic i'm not ever going to be rich so i'm never going to get to hunt doll sheep in alaska yeah but you know how I can go on a doll sheep trip and get that experience. The only thing I'm not going to get is get to pull the trigger and bring a doll sheep home. Mm-hmm. I can get that experience. If I get someone to let me go up there with a camera yep. and take photos or film it for them. Yep. And I, and there's people that are willing to let you do that. Oh yeah. And if you're willing to do it like for me, right, I'm not Copeland creative. Right. So, um, it, there's people that are gonna, that would be willing to maybe give me a little bit of money for travel, and I cover the rest of my stuff. Bring okay. my own food. Take care of myself. I'm still getting that experience, but I'm not getting it with a twenty thousand dollar price tag. I'm getting it with a thousand dollar. And tag. and it's yeah.
3: all and it's all. I know you'll laugh at this, and Ryder will too. But like this is my first year elk hunting. First mm-hmm. elk hunt I ever went on. I personally will not ever go spend my own money to kill an elk. I didn't like it that much, but. I got to go do it before spending my money to figure out I didn't like it yeah. that much. So, I'm probably fired after this podcast yeah. for saying that. Maybe. You're gone. <laughs> <not>, doesn't that <laughs> seem correct. There's not many critters there. If, if, we li- if we weren't live, Mike would have probably close hung me right then. But. It's over. Well, I'm breaking up with you officially. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no more. Briar. We're we're solo again. <laughs> Thank exclusive. It's exclusive. The again. stress of having clay intermingling. Yeah, in outside the circle. <laughs> a circle you're over here.
0: Yeah, it's actually it's funny that we just had this conversation because I think it was two days ago I put up on Redneck Tech like a a little post about basically all the things we just talked about like that even though uh, you know we're not the ones actually pulling the trigger and killing the animal like. I still get just as much pride and satisfaction out of being there, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I feel a lot of ownership in that hunt, even though I'm not the one who pulled the trigger. Um, yeah, so do I. And, I. and, like, I get excited. And for me, getting good footage and being able to tell that story and making a good edit and getting good photos and all that stuff, like, to me, that's – and obviously – Caleb can speak better to this because I have not killed an animal myself. But to me, like that is almost just as good as is killing the animal.
1: It's it's a very close second. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really, and I say that it's a close second. I mean, I've been a part of, I've been a part of several hunts. One in particular, I won't say what it is. That I got more out of it than the guy that killed. I got way more out of it, and it would have been. It's, I think it's even more meaningful to me to have been there on that hunt behind the camera and been a part of it and have that story to tell on video and to, you know, like my, my dad. Like, I always, my dad always wants to know, like, how that last hunt was. Like, what happened? He wants me to tell him the story. Um, and get to, essentially, he gets to live vicariously through me because of that. But, you know, one in particular, and I'm sure I could think of several more, where the hunt was so much more special to me than it was to the person that pulled the trigger. And, um, would it have been even more special to pull the trigger? I don't know. I'd have been really tough to top. Um, but it's, 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 it's a different experience. Um, and, and to do, it doesn't take away from the pressure. There's still pressure. As There's a, a lot of, I feel a lot of pressure as oh, soon as yeah. an
0: animal comes in. Like yeah. I can, I can feel myself See, shaking a little bit. I
1: don't feel as much pressure with the animal any as much anymore. I st- I still do on elk and stuff and like big stuff, like really big deer or any elk, because I just love elk, but, like, when we're on antelope hunts and mule deer hunts and bow fishing trips, like, for the, for the majority of stuff, like, I, I feel no pressure when it comes to that, just because I've done it enough. I feel pressure now, especially owning the company and being kind of captain of the ship type thing, of making sure that we're getting all the things that we need to keep clients happy, to make sure that we're getting all the shots, shooting the interviews, especially like a big show with Greg. There's so many puzzle pieces mm-hmm. to make sure we have all the puzzle pieces, to make sure people in the right places, we have gear, we have the best gear. We're updating things. We're doing the best job we can on editing, making sure we're meeting deadlines. Like That's where I feel the pressure, and that all comes down. That, that kind of even compounds when you're in camp on a hunt that's hard that, you know, if we don't get a kill or we don't, this doesn't happen or the weather doesn't get better, it's going to be harder on the client, which is going to put pressure on us, which it's just, it's just a compounding thing to where that's the hardest part for me. The hunting part is, is, is I have to kind of step back sometimes and say, look at what you're getting to do and you're getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Stop stressing. Stop, you know, try and have a good time. That's why I love so much going with Billy and Chuck and those guys just because there's no pressure on those trips. Like we just have a really good time and uh, there's pressure on other trips, but you still have a good time with everybody, but it's, it's the pressure of the hunt. Isn't there as much as the pressure of the overall project I've, is what's bigger for me.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely like blue like- stem
1: blue stems a perfect example. There was a ton of pressure around getting all that done in a short amount of time, trying to keep it to where we still make money at the end and then getting the project out in a timely fashion.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I don't have probably as much of the like big picture project type view, but like every time I go to a hunt, like for me, I have, I feel a lot of pressure and I put a lot of pressure on myself and I get like stressed about making sure that I'm getting and telling the best story that I can. Yeah. Like, um, I don't. I don't ever. Like, just show up on a shoot and just like throw the camera around. Yeah. Because, for me, when I show up, like I suddenly feel this pressure. Like, okay, I got to make this good. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't want to just make it. Yeah. I want to make it good. I want to try to make it better. Uh, I want to make something that will. Like, like you said, please the client. Like yeah. I want to make sure they're happy with what what we well, give them. And that, pressure, and like it, and it, that it,
1: pressure mounts too because if you do one that's really good, then the yeah. next one you want to be better, and then you yeah. want the next one to be better, and the next one. And sometimes there's no way to make it better. Sometimes the trip sucks, the hunt sucks, the location sucks, the weather sucks. Sometimes there's just no way around it. But, it, but it's you that, still it's feel the, that pressure. It, oh, 100%. My,
3: my pressure this year has come from like all of our clients know what you can do. All of our clients know what you can do. And this is my first year with all mm-hmm. of them. So it's almost like going and making sure that this video isn't the worst one they've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, really, I mean, really, because make
1: like, sure this isn't the worst. one. Well, really, because like <laughs> they,
3: they go on a shoot with you guys and they know what to expect yeah. and they don't know what to expect from me because they haven't worked with me yeah. yet. So making sure I at least, if not one up, which isn't possible, but at least do as well as what you guys do. That way they're not dissatisfied or, underwhelmed when they get it
1: yeah no i no i I feel uh, that definitely
0: like last year when i came in and i was sent with clients that you had worked with like i had to do the same thing like make sure i made something that was i was as good as what caleb made or
1: i was that guy at sub seven too when i first came in you know there's i was the fourth or fifth guy hired there and and I i remember going on the first couple shoots and like getting looked at like who's this guy
3: you know, well, like I didn't get, I got the where's Ryer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never got, who
1: are you? I always got the where's Ryer. I go, I got the, who are you? And because like, that was one thing sub seven never did. They very rarely, like in my days, sent the same people. Like it was always a hodgepodge, which, which good and bad because, you know, you got really well cross trained and you got to learn everybody. But, you know, you get that look from Craig Morgan on that first trip, like Is this guy know what he's doing. And I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know what I was, no, you would be correct. It's just like, I was the guy that's like, I vomited out of the camera. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just like film everything. And then there's going to be something, there'll be something to use out of this.
3: Hey, spray and pray baby. Dude, yeah, I got, I, did. I got that this year. I fly to Dudley's and made a shop and everything. He goes, Oh, you must be clay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. So you run camera. And I'm like, yep. He goes, do you hunt? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I hunt. And he goes, so we're not going to have any issues. And I was like, no, no, we'll be fine. I've never mule deer hunted, but I mean, an animal's animal. They all do the same thing. First day, we're, sp- getting, up, we're getting up on this. I don't buck. know if I've heard this story oh, We're getting up on this buck, and we're sneaking, and Jack's behind me taking photos, and then it's me, and Dudley's in front of me, and Dudley's like turns around and he goes, okay, we're 40 yards. And I was like, hey, you think you should knock an arrow? <laughs> and he stops and looks at me, dead in the eye, like, loud voice, he goes, Really, bro? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he said, like, we're forty yards from a buck and he goes, Really, bro? You said we weren't gonna have any issues. And I was like, sorry, I didn't want to make you free make sure you forgot. <laughs>
2: Just uh, looking out for you, Dad. Well he didn't know that you double as a guide, so <laughs> which Caleb you should charge more when you send him from exactly. I mean, Exactly. Get, getting a guide. Yeah. And good videographer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> note,
3: note to self, Dudley knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't give
0: anybody advice. I don't, I just let well, him, I just let him do the things. Cause like I, see, I don't really, know, I don't know enough to even know.
1: Man, see, that's the, I, I'm, I don't like for Dudley. I d- definitely don't. And for Greg, like he knows what he's doing, either. But yeah. which Greg also wants to, like, if you see a deer or something, you know, he wants you to help you that kind of stuff. But like, well, yeah, I, I kind of, see a deer. Well, which I'm just saying, but like what, Mike, what Mike's yeah. going going to do, like with a new hunter, and you you're you're a, you're a you're a coach, you're a cheerleader, you're a babysitter, you're safety police, you're everything, because when you go hunting with somebody and that they don't they've never been before, I've had to film like contest winners if you're watching the live stream you see my air quotes <laughs> contest winners nothing worse than filming a contest winner because these people that won these contests are blooming freaking idiots that's why they won the contest Dude, that's what that's, i'm telling you mark
0: used to donate uh hunts to like banquets and stuff like that yeah. for his ranch and you know we'd go up to the truck and whatnot and he we'd he'd say you know we'd be talking and he'd go Get on this topic and he was like yeah the contest winners are the people who buy these hunts at auctions always it's always a cluster oh dude he said it's never been like somebody and who you're like oh this guy knows what so he's doing I did
1: I did one I've done one contest winner and it was the one in Alaska with a brown bear hunt where he knew what he was doing every other contest winner I've ever filmed scared for your life all the time if they have a gun <laughs> like yeah. you yeah. dude you don't like I don't trust people with guns that I don't know there's nobody worse on this planet than Chuck Chuck, in terms of being scared, like Chuck's one of the be- best gun safety people in the world, is adamant about it. When he goes on hunts with somebody he doesn't know, like he almost won't go on a hunt, gun hunt, with somebody he doesn't know. Really? Freaks him out. Because well, one of his buddies got shot on a hunt. He has almost been shot a couple times.
0: Mark got shot on a yeah, hunt. Yeah, so
1: it's one of those things to where, like, in contest winners, dude, they're, they're next level dumb. Well, and, and there's
2: and, probably a next – there's a little bit of – if you're filming them, right, yeah, there's pressure. But there's, there's been so
1: many times I've been filming some contest winner or some marketing person for some company, and, dude, they don't know bear crap and maple Butter. You're holding their hand through everything. You're having to call. You're having to spot. You're having to do everything and run camera. And then you get back, and you're like, well, my footage sucks, but, hey – Dude killed his turkey. It's like, well, you had to do everything for him, and he's stoked out of his mind. You got the kill shot. That's pretty much all you got, because <laughs> to shoot cutaways, the guy don't even know how to hold the shotgun. Like you have to, like, no, no, don't do, no, 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 no. Just <laughs> give it to me. Do like this. No, no, it's, dude, it's it's a ter- it's terrible, and you just like want to pull your hair out, but god bless you <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do this new 100 thing oh yeah
2: but this is different i'm not filming them oh like, this that's is, true yeah this is laid back and i think a lot yeah. of the people they're bringing it probably have some weapon handling skills just yeah from, uh seeing their instagram accounts and stuff well, but, that's good and even with just scope them yeah but even with uh um, <laughs> yeah and i i don't think i don't know if baker and them would choose got people to come that would do anything Oh, well, it's crazy baker. um i not uh, gonna do what you think i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> but like you hear guides talk about it all the time guides i've got a couple buddies that, that guide out in colorado and they won't let people they won't let people carry a gun with one in the chamber and yeah and when i first I started him. getting real serious about hunting i was hearing these people talk about it and that's a foreign concept to me because if i'm carrying a gun there's one in the chamber yeah 99.9 percent of the time but my job and what i do and and carrying a like we carry a gun every day the training yeah. that you um, have yeah so but crazy stuff does happen with guns yes. and and people do weird stuff when animals get in front of them and yep. they get excited and, oh and i've had
1: to talk a couple clients that we have now off cliffs that just lose it i mean mm-hmm. lose it and if you don't have your head on and you lose it when a big deer or a big elk or something stands out dude you're you're up the creek without a paddle.
2: Yeah, it's it's gonna end real
1: fast, yeah, well uh got anything else we've been talking for an hour. I don't think we we brought it full circle, full circle.
3: Pretty good for not having any Clay's cards. out of the
2: circle now with this little outcome, man well, yeah we mm-hmm. could talk you guys could do a whole episode of, that man. was Clay's I, last, I was, was Clay's
1: last podcast guys Hope I was out you. of the circle <laughs> when I, <laughs> <laughs> I was out
3: of the circle when I asked Caleb when you hired me so are we gonna do any fishing shows yeah I was out of, <laughs>
1: yeah I told him to bring them in have all and tell you get Make commission on them, and you can film them. So, are you, were you
0: you pissed that I went to Florida and did the one fishing show that we had No, this year? Had you, had
3: no, because I had yet? I hadn't been hired yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was
1: about to say that was in May, wasn't it?
3: I forget. I, I hadn't remember. been hired yet, so I know. Well, it was two separate. Y'all trips. can
1: duke it out over the fishing shows. I'll not enter that fight.
3: Well, Ryer had a good idea. He'll go be on the boat, and I'll go put my scuba gear on, and I'm get down in with the water. that too. Well,
0: I've been thinking this summer I might go get scuba cert. Uh, cert- Certified. Certified. Cer- certificated. Man, you've, been, you've been
2: living <laughs> in North Georgia too long, buddy. <laughs> uh,
0: just so that, because I would like to
3: be able to film under the water. See, getting a license is the cheap part, and it's all the gear that's expensive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Keep running it. Just hold your breath. Yeah. Be fine. Snorkel, bro. Yeah. yeah. It'll cost nothing to get snorkel certified. Just get a really long I'll certify snor- you in the <laughs> sink as soon as we're done. <laughs> I'll make a certificate and everything. <laughs> I'll make a
1: certificate and o- everything. Only if it's out
0: of crayon. I only <laughs> want it out of crayon. You can Hold like, on. Yeah. He's, he's got to like, do the,
1: the shark week thing or the shark thing, the shark attack, where he just berates you for oh. like a good 20 <laughs> yeah. Well, if then, if, then if there's a sink involved, and maybe breathing or not breathing, then we can start to get in the hazing and... <laughs> (laughs) Apparently, that's frowned
3: upon these days. Yeah. It's frowned upon in this establishment. (laughs) You just get a really long snorkel.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me. Peace.